0: Hello and welcome to All the Best Bits. This is our interseason offerings of audio commentaries for films that we have, you know, selected as Best Bits throughout the, the year. And um, with me, of course, Kevin. Hello, Kevin. <laughs> Hello, Will. Are you looking forward to watching
1: Raiders of the Lost Ark? Uh, is that what it's called? I thought it was called Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the
0: Lost Ark. Oh they didn't <laughs> add on Indiana Jones until the next one Kevin you know that as well as I do No no
1: no in 1999 they changed the title to the film did they officially so, uh, They they did uh, in all the uh, promotional art so um oh, Okay uh, it, it stays the same on the actual film yeah. but in everything else this has now been retitled as Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark which I hate
0: <laughs> Yeah I just it's Raiders for me it's just always Raiders it's just as simple as that um what we're going to do today is we are all... If You can watch along if you want to watch along. Myself and Kevin are syncing up. And we're more than happy you've to, for you to sync up. As, watch this with us. You don't have to sync up. We should be able to listen to this in isolation. But this is just a chilled out, relaxed kind of hang out with us. Um, as extra kind mm. of bonus content. So it's not a regular show. This is more of us chilling out. Um, Kevin i'm i'm syncing up. this is letting everyone know where we're going to start this thing so i'm syncing up at kind of like the seven second mark and that's when we have the paramount picture logo with um a gulf and western company on and that text appears on it as well so do you have that up on your screen i've got it here i'm ready to hit play when you are great and listeners if you want to pause and line it up for yourselves it's about seven seconds in. Paramount Pitcher, Gulf and Western logo. We're going to hit play at the same time. You ready, Kevin? I'm ready. Okay. Three, two, one, and play. And we're off. We're off. Oh, an immediate transition to that matching cut. Oh, I love Beautiful. This. And do they, they use this font type in the other films? I'm just trying to remember. They do, don't they? They... Only in the third one. I, I can't remember
1: if they do it in the fourth, but they definitely do it in the third one because I was so happy that it came yeah, back. Yeah. Although I am a staunch defender of Temple. Uh, but they
0: did mix it up for Temple of Doom. There's Alfred Molina. And I was mm, in... I've met him. He's a lovely man. There's two of us. I met him too. Where did you meet him?
1: <laughs> I met him in LA. He was at a um a, an English bar in LA, which was... I, I don't know if it's still going though well i suppose okay. in these times there's so many bars closing yeah but i met him and he was chatting away to me and he was ripping the piss out of me as well because i was sleeping on a friend's couch. okay and uh
0: he <laughs> was he saying he well i'm like, not
1: sleeping on a friend's couch <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> um the sacrifices that i was making in order to go on these general meetings in la yeah but yeah a yeah, lovely man really really cool i never asked him about this film though and <laughs> i i I should have but I guess what could he say that he hasn't already said yeah. on audio commentaries and on
0: special features I met him as a also in LA and it was at a an Oscar cause one of these Oscar kind of uh, screening events um, for so- oh you got me beat I no. was in an
1: English pub and you were at no, an Oscars event no yours
0: listen no you're, you had a proper conversation with him I was queuing up at a free bar <laughs> it was so embarrassing just popping back into my head and I was <laughs> queuing up at a free bar at this Oscar thing I was getting drinks for the group and they turned around and, he's a tall man and I turned around and I saw his he face is. and I went, you're <laughs> <I'm> from Molina? <sighs> and he went, yes, I am, yes. And I said, oh, wow, nice to meet you. Like, you know, I need a film out with John Lisko. I think it was John Lisko. And um John you know I said to him? I said, can I get you a drink? <laughs> I was at the free, <laughs> at the free bar. And he says, oh, no, you're fine, thanks. <gasps> Such an idiot. <laughs> anyway, yeah, nice man, though. He was very friendly.
2: Poison is still fresh, three days. It was.
1: This is one of these uh, famous wonders of Spielberg, where it basically just he he tracks alongside them, yeah, and he's using very minimal cuts. I was listening to the um the the story conference tapes uh, just before uh, we recorded this, mm-hmm. uh, where you've got Kazden Lucas, and Spielberg in 1978, uh, basically having this sort of a uh, creative jazz mm-hmm. where they are. Pitching all these ideas for what would become the next three films, uh, it, it was incredible to listen to the these guys just sort of riff, brainstorming and, session, and nail it. Some, it a, yeah, the brainstorming session, yeah. and they, you know, they're, they're blocking out stuff for Temple of Doom and for The Last Crusade. It was a, uh, it was amazing.
0: I've only read the transcript of that. Here. So was it was it kind of like re-recorded in some way, shape, or form? Is it there? He is. Sorry, that's Harrison right there is a like, beautiful man. man He really is what an introduction just lovely framing, lovely shot and that so Kevin did could you did you actually listen to this in some way shape or form
1: I have a memory of listening to the actual tapes but I couldn't find the actual tapes on uh, line but what I was able to listen to was uh, the Hollywood gauntlet which is um I think it's a defunct podcast now yes But they have uh, they did a four-hour recording of the, um, the transcript uh, where the three guys played the three different, uh, um, you know, key characters. And they, they cut in music from the film and sound effects. And it's a fantastic listen. Uh, I, I think we could link to it in the show notes to this, but the Hollywood gauntlet. Uh, I used to listen. They, that was it's one of it's the, well worth listening
0: that to. That was one of the guys who uh, was in um, uh, Hollywood... Hollywood yeah, Saloon Hollywood Saloon Andy Andy Sims and um, Josh wasn't oh I can't remember his name John Jansen. Uh, John Jensen, one of the first um, mm. movie podcasts back in the mid-noughties and they were amazing they were amazing um, mm. and uh, John they, John then did this Hollywood Gauntlet series so yeah it, they used to do epic long podcasts oh
1: but I'm, I'm looking at this series as well as you're saying that and oh it's so gorgeous the cinematography
0: yeah Everything
1: Do you days. know my first introduction to this franchise was not actually Raiders or Temple or any of them it oh. was a a chocolate orange commercial Really? Do you remember the <laughs> <laughs> chocolate orange commercial where um the guy sneaks out of uh his drawing room and it sort of takes him into this else world which is like the opening to Raiders Right. and instead of it being a bowl that is chasing him it's a gigantic uh, right. chocolate orange
0: <laughs> I do remember this I do yeah I, just, I do and even just that like
1: a parody of the film I yeah. thought that's amazing what is that
0: yeah you see the tarantulas there it really has become like you know that's one of the sta- when you look at you know India Jones franchise, franchise you kind of look one of the co- one of the quarters or codes of it are animals like you know it's like creatures insects bugs snakes Um, not digital not (laughs) digital monkeys close up oh yeah oh yeah everything in this it's constantly lovely to look at it's shot so bloody well I
1: know it's not a Christmas film but this film to me just signifies Christmas
0: oh yeah oh yeah I, I told in the podcast that story of me it was like, it's just on at Christmas here. I don't know what is, what's the story in other countries. But um, in the UK and in Ireland, Indiana Jones is just a Christmas film. You kind of make room for to watch them or sit down. And I, I watch it once a year, I'm pretty sure. Um, and it doesn't disappoint. Yeah, it's p- just... No, never.
1: I love the first three films. I mean, I know that Temple has... Um, it has its detractors and I can understand where they're coming from in, in certain criticisms of the film but I still uh, that to me is my Indiana Jones of the three of them because wow. it was the first one I saw and uh, I don't know it's just uh, I love the the score I love the set pieces yeah. which you know getting back to that story uh, brainstorming session that they had mm. a lot of those set pieces were brought were uh,
0: devised in those three talks that they had it's incredible that's it. Yeah. Really, is incredible. You can just see how uh, it's. It's just. It's amazing to get have those moments to, to actually kind of have those moments like cemented in stone. Where ideas like one one person's bouncing an idea, throws out an idea, and the other person runs with it, and another person runs with that idea, and they're all adding little layers, and you know, you just, and mm. you, you know where it, how it how it emerges in the end film. It's it's really cool. It's to to kind of hear the genesis of it, but- yeah, they had a
1: they had a, a, a lovely equilibrium between the three of them. Where Lucas is quite sort of analytical, uh, Spielberg is quite uh, playful,
0: okay,
1: and then you had Kazdan who is sort of the brains that is syncing all these ideas up and um, mm-hmm.
0: making it all cohesive.
1: Yeah, so it it really worked
0: on that first one. Like it's all well and good having the ideas, but it has to be it has to be put into a screenplay. And Lawrence Kranz's screenplay for this is absolutely fantastic. And I think... Uh, Ma- who was it? Michael Eisner, I think, who was the exec at Paramount at the time, said it was the best screenplay he's ever read.
1: I, uh, I've i read some of it and I can see what he it means. It's just... Um, it's lovely scene work and the dialogue has got that sort of pulpy feel, but it's also quite... Um, it's quite clever and, and sort of self-aware.
0: Right. That? I've never read the script. I've never read the script. Like I have to. Who the idol. I throw
2: you the whip. Give me the whip. Adiós, señor.
1: Adiós, señor. Damn you, mother! It's like when he left me at the bear. Just
0: fabulous. Like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> ah, uh, I wish he said that. I hope. that Let's just pretend for now that that's what he said.
0: <laughs> Adiós, señor. Can I get you a drink? Adiós, señor. <laughs> 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 Uh, This was also... When Spielberg and Lucas pitched this to the studios to try and find a home for it, it was turned down everywhere. And Paramount begrudgingly kind of like, you know, ah, yeah, we'll give it a shot. So kind of all the major... I do not... Well,
1: I know the reason why... um why uh, they may have done that with this film because Spielberg at that point had a reputation for going over uh, on his films. Like his, he, he was not bringing films in on uh, schedule. There were still hits, so they assumed that it was impossible for him to pull off what he did pull off in this film yeah. on a modest budget. But uh, but he had that running a few times. I mean, as you were saying on the questionable for kids episode. Uh, but Roger Rabbit, that getting turned down an awful lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I was gonna say something else there, and it's gone on my mind because I'm getting so distracted by the film, which I, I think know. we probably should be talking about. Oh, that's <laughs> pretty
0: great. Like, but the, again, you look at—I look at stuff. I look at—I'm looking at this. And when sometimes when you watch films from the, the 80s, 80s now, they change, they lack a certain do. energy and are you quite stagnant. But with all of Spielberg's films, like we did the commentary on Jaws, and, but all of his from Jewel onwards, there's real energy in all of his shots. Like, um,
1: there's a It's strange because I actually find that his later films are the ones which now feel a little bit more staid and, and uh, soporific. He's gotten older. He's changed. He has, but, you know, Ridley Scott is still pumping out quite energetic films.
0: Well, I don't mind that. That basically. feel very modern. I like a lot of um, like you know, a lot of Spielberg. I, I like the, the Spielberg's career. I like there's different eras and different times he was interested in different types of films, and um, it's kind of one from each decade that I kind of love, at least. I I can
1: say though that I preferred his films um, for the most part, prior to the the Janusz Kaminski um, era. Okay. I'm sort sort of slightly tired of the washed out, blown out looking. Uh, look that he tends to bring to a lot of Spielberg films the sort of very you know icy look um, mm. but they see obviously the, have a great partnership because they've worked together
0: uh, I love I, the way I the dust sees here times at this stage This the dust yeah. that's, that's. I always love the dust that's coming off him it's brilliant it's, it's again it's little details I love the little details that kind we of we never see this
1: guy again the no. prop plane pilot but they they wanted indie to have like a friend in every port.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Scary robber for hire. You know, um, this might seem weird, but the closest I've ever come to a, an indie franchise knockoff that kinda has the same quality and the same energy and playfulness is not a film or a TV show; it's a video game franchise, and it's the. Uh, uh, oh, listen! To me. Let me finish the sentence. It's the uncharted video games that came out on PlayStation. <laughs> they were fantastic. Oh, truly, Kevin. You're probably not a gamer. No, no. But I, I knew you were going to say that. I was. I was going to guess that. It's fantastic. It has. It's so well written. They're actually doing a, a, an adaptation of that now, aren't they? Or are they, they are, are they? With, with Tom Holland, and it's so. there we go. It's for Snake. Um, I, love, I love Harrison Ford he's brilliant oh, he just he, he really plays terrified that <laughs> looks like they were actually in up in the air they were you can see they are up in the air look at them <laughs> they're not being pulled by another plane like you would do if you were pulling, shooting on a car they're up in the air and so if they were up in the air who, how are they shooting that how are they shooting that okay sorry they had to have Probably. been in the air for that shot oh Kevin do you know what we're coming to know we're coming to the scene I picked for my best Harrison Ford scene when we were doing the episode. I see. Not um, yet.
1: We. Uh, it's coming it's, up in the
0: next few seconds. It's coming up. Mm, I we've got to get
1: through that very uh, famous "I love you" moment first.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. it Won't take long. I at all them. Every student's in love with him. Mm-hmm. But as I said, as you can kind of understand, like one, he's incredibly handsome, but like he's I, he, he's very passionate about his subject, and you know when you have a teacher. Who really loves their subject? The it um, and also, all like All of the women. The, the class is primarily family girls. Family. I only realise that right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and one, one, you know, closeted gay guy at the front with the apple, the just point. hoping that Indiana Jones is um is homosexual. And and the poor oh my god! <laughs> the <laughs> I'm just realizing <laughs> that right now.
2: And the
0: in the grave Here we go. In another Love you. It's good. Tag. Good good tactic uh, yeah I've no one's ever done that to me
1: I, I think uh, somebody had to have written that on her eyes for her. she couldn't have written that herself <laughs> <laughs> I think it's called you a Makeup
0: Kevin <laughs> yeah but how did she do it the character here we go here we go this is, if you're going to do a franchise a, a spin-off franchise I would centre it around the guy who leaves the apple on his desk and his unrequited love, he's crushing his teacher, Indiana Jones. Wait for it, wait for it. Here he comes, here he comes. I love you. <laughs> I have never noticed that before. <gasps> is, is
1: he supposed to genuinely be like into Indiana Jones? Well, in my spin-off a, narrative he is.
0: In a boy. <laughs> eat the apple. <laughs> It's It's got a um, And he's got a, a whip here. <laughs>
1: oh god. A sex whip. Good piece, Marcus.
0: I love their relationship Marcus and, and Indy. You know, and um, again, it's your for me as a screenwriter, you kind of you kind of have to rely on the relationships to really sell the characters. And if you believe in their relationships and if those, uh, if the, you've got good actors and good writing, it just uh, it's so, it's, does so much work. Now, here's the scene, right? That's a great way to
1: put it. Rather than the characters having to deal with the plot, it's how the characters deal with other people. Oh, yeah.
0: It's all about how we interact with each other. So look at the guy, and um, that um, larger actor right there. I can't remember his name right now. But he The fat guy he was, Yes He's Do you know what else he's Can you remember what other franchise he was in Kevin Pop quiz Um, uh Other franchise he was yes. in Star Trek I'll tell you Star Wars He's Porkins In the uh, first Star Wars movie And Of course he is Do you know what else he's in And I only watched it this week 1989's Batman Tim Burton's Batman He's the um, Oh who is cro- he The, Detect- the Crooked not. Detective The Crooked Detective <laughs> he's, he's, not, he's, he's a guy who speaks like that and needs to shave. You know that guy? The other guy looks familiar as well. Uh, yeah, can't place him right now. I, I have one of those with this scene. When I was kind of like talking about this scene, I misspoke in how I described it and in it, with regard to Indy's character arc in this film. Indy's character arc is that. When I described it, I said, oh, Indy believes in this. I misspoke when I said Indy. Indy doesn't believe in the mythology he's talking about. Indy wants the artefact. Indy is interested in the archaeology. He's passionate about the archaeology. His journey as a character in this film is that he goes from a man of no faith because he says here, oh, if you believe in that sort of thing, to having faith at the end. And that's the thing that kind of saves his ass when he's tied up. Um, Mm. I misspoke when I was describing it in my Harrison Ford episode. And it's been, it's been literally gnawing at the back of my head for the last couple of months. (laughs) I said, oh, why did I say that? This is the
1: really um, uh, thing that I have learned from doing the podcast is that once you say it on mic and once it's said, you can't take it back. So it's like, um, it's, it's like, uh, it's like filmmaking, I suppose. It's what you get on the day. So there's mm. been so many times where I've come off of an episode and I thought, oh, I never said this, and I should have said that, and oh, damn it, why didn't I say this? Or, mm-hmm. or I've
0: garbled something, and yeah. it's like
1: shit. That's that's just it.
0: No, that's, that's the podcast. That that's what the episode is. We can't re, 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 rebuild the sets. We burned the sets. <laughs> Everything's gone. Everything's broken down. We fired the actors. <laughs> fired the sound effects guys. And oh, man, but I Marcus is very different in. Go on, what you can say? Oh no, I was only—I've already stated. It. I picked this scene because it's—it's the—it's the least kind of like splashy, flashy scene in this whole thing. But it relies so much on Harrison Ford's performance, and I think he doesn't get enough credit for being just a fantastic actor who can sell almost any line when he wants to. But yeah. you are saying about Marcus?
1: Uh, yeah, Marcus is much more—he's um, much more aware self-aware uh, of a character in this, mm. in the third film, which I love his character in the third film, but he is much more of a buffoon and um and a comic relief yeah. character in the third one.
0: Yeah. I didn't mind that. It felt, it, you, 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 I think yeah, they they spun him. Some people didn't like that that sort of um reworking of his character at all. I didn't mind it I didn't mind it it was just like you know Marcus is not Indiana Jones Marcus is a great man in the classroom as an academic but put him out in the field and he's not he's not Indiana Jones that's the Indiana Jones is our superhero see this it's quite a long scene I
1: didn't realise the scene was this long Mm.
0: it's a full on expositional scene and it's literally, I love the staging of it. It's like he's, he's literally teaching these two guys, also us, the audience, what happens and um, what, what needs to happen in the story for this um, for the plot to kind of work, you know? They can get away with it though because they've had such a major set piece to set the film up. Yeah. So
1: the audience is aware that, okay, you're going to deliver. So um, yeah. they're, they feel in safe hands that they can allow you to Spell everything out for us to tell us what we need to know in order to get to the next adventure.
0: And also, Kevin, look at what they're even though they're using a lot of words, they're still using visual images. Like, here we see the arc, we see that what we expect to see out of the arc, and also the visual Indiana Jones literally has drawn it out for us. So, I think if we're ever for me, actually, definitely when you're when I'm writing a screen uh, expositional scene, I'll always try and make some sort of visual component where it's not just like an, a dialogue doing your exposition, you need. You need the visuals because it doesn't kind of penetrate your brain if you don't have the. Visuals. You take
1: the pencil and you poke it through the two pieces of paper and you fold the pa- pieces of paper together and you say, "This is what a wormhole is." I've seen that explanation in so many <laughs> films.
0: Well, was that Interstellar? Was they used it? They must have done it. It was
1: Interstellar. It was also in Event Horizon. But yeah, but it's true though. Oh, you know, um, yeah, people remember things they've seen. They don't remember things they've been told. So it's better to present exposition visually mm. rather than to um, try to get it across in ADR or uh, dialogue exchanges. There needs to be some sort yeah. of visual cue, which is why sort of uh, the Rosetta Stone, stone uh, is such a popular way for people to learn languages because you associate it with images.
0: Mm-hmm. That's good. Is close. Hey, trivia, Kevin. Do you know why Indiana Jones is wearing his dressing gown in this scene? Because he just had a date. And she's in the other room.
1: Oh, that's cut. why he's got the champagne as well. And she's in the other, so did yep. they cut this out then?
0: Yep, they cut it out because they thought it would make him too akin to James Bond. And they just wanted to kind of steer clear of it, so they decided to cut it.
1: Ah, uh, I think that was a smart move, to be honest. Yeah. mm-hmm.
0: Just keeps him in that little bit. Yeah, it would have just steered him too close to James Bond. Just that, No, he's still just a man kind of like on the mission. He's he's rather than a philanderer. No, he's just a grave lover. <laughs> but look at Denim Elliot's performance there. Like, he's just... It's like nothing we've ever gone after before. It's the way he delivers that line reading. There's a real worry. That's what I love about that line reading. But look Jesus. at the camera movement in this The
1: camera has basically just moved About three feet on yeah. uh, A track And it's just gone from one side To the other Back to the same position Yeah And that's our first edit only, Since he came into the room That's the only edit we've had With a gun The little close-up
0: with the gun I'd love to know How much he plans there's, your, there's our Nazi Apparently he shows up In Last Crusade as well Does he? apparently I don't I've seen it and even to be credits I'm like going where does he appear but um
1: but yeah this is when
0: air travel used to be actually
1: comfortable and glamorous
0: (laughs) it's true that is true still like (laughs) see yeah that's what we should all wear hats you just tilt them down and let's go go travel by map Travel by man. Travel by man.
1: Mm, another one of those um throwbacks to Yeah uh, what was interesting to me listening to those tapes. Um uh, Spielberg also referenced a lot of his um uh, childhood favourite films, much like Tarantino does. So just this oh. map thing alone is like it's a callback to the films that he liked them. I mean, even the whole um, creation of this character as well, and being like Marion, the uh, the old serial. Indy himself. Oh yeah. yeah.
0: Can I ask you? Do you think that's a man or a woman? Um, this, this drunkard. It must be it's a, a man. It looks extra. Now we get closer. I used to. I, that confused me quite a lot when I was young. Because it looks like an Irish mammy that's the thing that's the reason
1: <laughs> it's such a reason. lovely introduction for this character and many yeah. many uh, people have tried to replicate it in in other ways uh, I remember the Charlie's Angels movie even tried to um, do a riff on it But uh, with Drew Barrymore's character just like character. someone drinking but it's, um,
0: it's someone like just basically who's able to hold their drink against a kind of uh, another yeah she's just a, she's a broad athlete okay she's a not a damsel she's a bride. Uh, yeah we're introducing the character through her through action through what she can do you know this kind of like moment of competitiveness um, yeah it says so much and we don't we we. he's never oh, maybe he's mentioned Marion oh no she, he's going after um, uh, Dr. Raven yeah he doesn't know that he's dead oh well Yeah, Supposedly dead.
1: We find out in the fourth film. He's alive and unfortunately well. I saw that fourth film in the cinema. And um, the only indie film that I was old enough to see in the cinema, I suppose. And, uh, oh God, it was awful. Really, really awful.
0: I felt there there were moments... In D in, in 4, in the, early, not the first Not enough, half. not enough. Maybe the, the motorcycle it went, chase. Glimmers. The motorcycle chase, and I went, oh, I went, oh, this is a practical effects. Like, it felt... Oh, like it yeah, stints. that's
1: what it was. It was like, yeah. like, they're actually doing this. Give me more of that. None mm-hmm. of the
0: CGI gophers and... And what, yeah. I, what really frustrated me about that was in the lead up, in the promotion to that, Spielberg was on camera saying, there's going to be no CG, this is going to be all practical. And, and it, of it turned out it was riddled with CG and it looked incredibly fake. Um, they,
1: they just were too old to do it in that the first three yeah. films, apart from some very obvious sort of like uh, Docklands in England standing in for Venice, they did travel yeah. to a lot of these locations. And um, yeah. maybe not Nepal, but you know, they went to Tunisia and they went two places where it would give us the, the right sense of um, locale. And then in the mm-hmm. fourth film, it was just a lot of... uh, It was Hawaii standing in for South America and just felt very artificial.
0: Yeah, you could feel the artifice. Yeah, the walls, you felt the walls were... When they were in the jungle and stuff, the walls felt really close. You felt like, this is this is a set. This isn't... We're not out. We're not someplace exotic. Like, it, it, we should have had that... James Bondy, uh, um, even, and that's one thing James Bond has preserved is that they've gone to exotic locations and shot in exotic locations, and you need that. You need that. Everything, yeah. And I don't want to bash it. We're taught, we're here to talk about talk about Raiders, but um, also it just when Raiders just looks beautiful, and and the
1: Fort film looks like a cartoon. It was too yeah, colorful, I think. Yeah.
2: Three thousand bucks. Well, that will get me back, but not in style.
0: I can get you another two when we get to the States. It's important. When he came in and his um, silhouette was cast on the wall behind her, it was fantastic. You know, the piece I'm and I love, again, look important. at this, the framing of this, use the use of color, again, the use of light, that red light on both their faces, that kind of simmering heat and passion. And again, just clever, simple uh, cinematography tools to help It helps subconsciously convey their relationship towards each other you know mm. use of light so well shot so well shot this film
1: she can hold or drink
0: <laughs> I don't know you can't that's for sure
1: there we go there's the the, the MacGuffin well one part mm-hmm. of the MacGuffin
0: yes yes yes
1: Do you think that Tom Selleck would have been a good Indiana Jones? I know that he's done uh, parodies of it, like in Magnum P.I. and stuff. Uh, But he was actually cast. It wasn't a sort of a what-if, but he was 100% who they wanted, and he was fitted for the costume and all that. And it was just that the producers of Magnum P.I. enforced their um, contract, which said that they had him for that TV show. So... Harrison Ford That's, became the second choice, but do you think that he would have
0: been a good? Indie? I think he would have been far I think he would have. I think he would have been a very solid Indian. I think if he uh, took on the role, we would just know him as Indian Jones. But listen, the he doesn't have the that little bit of cynicism that Harrison Ford has, and that, as I said, that quality that Harrison Ford doesn't want to impress anyone, and he just in his performance <laughs> yeah. just doesn't want to impress anyone. But he's always impressive. That's the thing. Yeah, he doesn't want to, and that's. I think I take that from all his performances, where you feel you're. You know, whereas Tom Selleck is more approachable, if you know what I mean. He is just as a physical presence. He's kind of. You feel like ah, this guy is you know more playful. Whereas when you see a guy who's kind of like a gruff Harrison Ford type of character, you kind of when you're in the shadow, you feel more excited because it feels more real. I don't know if that makes sense, but. No, it does, no, and no, it, it's hurts. slightly
1: touching on the whole thing of movie stars having a, um, they're being an unpleasant side to them as much as they're being a, 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 some warmth and charisma.
0: Yeah. Listen, That's a great point you made And one of the... What kind of people you're used to deal with. Oh, you waited on the Jaws um, commentary about, like, that element voice. of danger. Um, and do you know what? I'm finding Freyline
1: Ravenwood. Do you know what I'm finding is that I can't remember what, what we talked about on what episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> we ever? But you made the point. You've made the point in the past, and I think it's um, very. This always scared the crap out of me. He's such. He's such an intimidating figure. This guy. Look at that
1: guy! They've changed his face with prosthetics. Who him? No, the henchman that's uh, beside her, him. Really. No look, way. On, look at his face. I mean, look at him. Oh. <laughs> That's not a real face. Oh, well. He's probably a stuntman that gets used in other scenes and they yeah. changed his face a little bit. This is the thing, though. They had to... They had to practically do all of this stuff. So... Yeah. You know... Later on, the there's thing. a moment where they're, um, they had to remove all of the uh, TV aerials from the tops of uh, houses in order to make it look like the 1930s. And they oh had to, God, you know, head. do that. They couldn't just paint it out.
0: Our poor intern job. Can I climb up on your roof? Ah! <laughs> I need to climb up <laughs> on your roof. And get rid of the elephant. What a match of You know what I love about this the, um, this franchise is the sound effects. The gun oh, yeah. sound effects. They're really just... Real <laughs> they're real spacey. Yeah. The punches... Um, they made, actually, they made the punches by using a leather jacket with baseball bats. That's what I believe they did. Really? Mm. Look at her, she just, she's such
1: an alcoholic, she just needs to get one
0: more sip. (laughs) (laughs) Doink. (laughs) It's great. But I'm watching this on Blu-ray. God, it's just, it's fantastic.
1: They shaved his head as well to make him look bald. He actually had a full head of hair.
0: I was just... I just mentally commented on how unusual his bald head looks.
2: <laughs> Shoot them. Shoot them both.
0: You know, the thing about Nazis is they're fantastic villains. They're great villains. They have, like... In the movies. Costume. In the movies. No, that's all right. Not in real life. But, <laughs> but like, the weird, the weird thing about it is they were aesthetic in in the real life, actually, oh yeah, because like very, um, big, what, who designed what was it? there was like a famous fashion designer that actually designs the Nazi the Nazi uni- uniforms in real life like you know was it was it, Calvin um, Klein was it Calvin Klein was it no it, was one it wasn't of those big not Calvin Klein was on the no 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 <laughs> no there was like a big name like no, there's a really big big name you go yeah. It's, you know, they're, they're, how, you know, they, um, Hitler had an eye for, an, an eye for the aesthetic and, um, he knew how to sell his brand and he said, if we look cool, you know, we could, we could, we could get people to join us. But as a result, it turned out for cinema history throughout the 20th century, we have like these fantastically dressed villains because, um, you know, I just think that, you know, they, they're just so, they look like such baddies. It's that, um, Mitchell and Wells web sketch. You know, when they're... Are we the, the baddies? Uh, yeah. And we had two Nazi officers in the trenches and they look at each other uniforms and go, are we the baddies? <laughs> so clearly fucking villains. But really well designed.
1: So the Nepal so thing, off. that was originally going to be how um, the, you know, where they jump out of the plane in the... Um, in the... <gasps> in, the in the dinghy in Templeton. Yeah. Doom. That was originally going to be how he got into uh, Nepal. He was going to slide oh, down wow. it on the, the dinghy.
0: Oh, So they wow. repurposed it for
1: a So yeah, so this is the shot where they couldn't paint out any of the areas. <laughs> they had to manually <laughs> remove them all. Hundreds and hundreds. No of way. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: Oh, wonderful.
1: <laughs> oh my
0: God. That's wonderful.
1: I couldn't imagine Danny DeVito as, uh, uh, in the John Reese davis part. Like, Was he cast? He was. He was cast and Taxi wouldn't allow him out. Because uh, he was oh, going to be much more of a... of a Well, I mean, he's still a comic relief character, but he was going to be much more uh, of a comic relief because Danny DeVito would have played him to the hilt. Mm-hmm. But he and feels he authentic so
0: to me. Jonathan, John, John, what's his name? John Rhys-Davis. Uh, Rhys-Davis, yeah. Rhys-Davis, yeah. He does, he, yeah, yeah. Danny DeVito would feel too much like Danny DeVito, I think. Yeah. Yeah, there's a ways... They're, no, he kind of the word? he carries a kind of a gravitas. Gravity, a gravitas. Yeah. There you go, I yeah. got it. He's got a lot of children. Certainly, uh, yeah, he likes appropriate. It seems. <laughs> or is he like Fagin, and he's got these r- his armies of, um, oh little, right, like orphan kids that he goes has doing his little deeds. You said that. No, it's canon. Yeah, <laughs> I think I can rewrite. I have so many spin-off stories now that um, I don't want to pitch to Paramount or pitch to whoever. Disney has it now.
2: How do,
1: the you, how do you feel about the, the fifth film with Michael? Um, they're bringing back uh, Phoebe, well, not bringing back, but they're introducing Phoebe Waller-Bridge uh, into it and um, Mads Mikkelsen.
0: I'm concerned. I'm concerned for the health of Harrison Ford Um, I don't think he is around the same age as my old man and um, if my father said he was going to play going to shoot an action movie I would say no you're not Um, uh, so so yeah I just don't I I really don't think he should be doing it It, it, if, if they do it they have to make it the most amazing thing ever but I feel sad thinking of Indiana Jones getting old I don't want to see I want him to stay this this age. I want him to be in his thirties, forties. And I don't want yeah, to. Yeah, Kurt Russell
1: said once after um shooting Soldier, I think he said it on an audio commentary with John Carpenter. Uh he said, um action movies, they're for the young. That's what you want. You want young guys taking on the world, taking on the system. You don't want these old guys creaking and, and you know, straining to pull off these action scenes. Mm-hmm. He and that was him, you know, when he was he just turned forty two or something. And he was like, oh, I'm oh too God. old for this, now, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I I've he was getting injured too much, he couldn't sort of maintain the uh the the, the regime that you need to sort of keep your body in such peak condition. Um mm-hmm. and I I can understand where he's coming from. Although I love the sort of the old wise dog type uh type action hero the grizzled sort of Clint Eastwood type action hero mm-hmm. but you know I don't like seeing these icons age on screen and
0: pretend to still have it mm-hmm. I I now on saying that I thought I loved Harrison Ford in The Force Awakens because he was still able to sell his, he was still able to sell the comedy and he, the character was alive but The Force Awakens wasn't he wasn't the central character the, the whole film didn't hinge on him um, I don't think know, The Force the Awakens
1: line. knows who its central character is I think oh, that's yeah, a, um... a
0: different that's <laughs> for sort of a different debate but I agree with you yeah Um but you at Indiana Jones it's Indiana Jones and he's the one who has to be the centre of the action and um, no look at this again watch it one shot no it's not we got it cut no but, but like the, the thing about doosh. it is it's primarily two shots we're on two shots right now and oh, it's, it, it's
1: so cinematic because of the, the aspect ratio as well. But there she is. She's such a great heroine in that she's getting involved, and she's yeah. she's his partner, as she says. She's not, you know, his love interest, although that's what you know ultimately she is uh, at the end of the day. But she's also just getting stuck in. She'll mm-hmm. throw a she's, punch.
0: She's the greatest actress in in the Indiana Jones franchise so far. She's a great performer. and... And we've seen her in. What are the films we see her in that she's fantastic in? I'm trying to remember. Karen Allen. Um, Scrooged Scrooge.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She was wonderful in Scrooge. Starman. Yes. The thing with Karen uh, Allen, though, is that there's an awful lot of actresses of that era that have a very similar look. Margot Kidder. Um, Yeah, Margot Kidder is one. Um, Oh, my God. The names are going out of my head. Oh, just getting old, um, okay. Jessica Harper from Suspiria. I don't know her. Uh, Br- Brooke Adams from Invasion of the Body Snatchers.
0: Yeah. Hey, I want to point out. I want to look at the cinematography, right? Yeah. The cin- I just want to say every every shot is is lovely to look at because there's lots. Even this location, there's a lovely color palette, and there's lovely depth if they need to be. Yeah, it's like, transportive. Uh, it is. Yeah the framing is so important working with a good cinematographer is so important and being able to block a scene in an interesting way and no and Spielberg saying right we're going to shoot the scene look at this like again the way the camera whips around there's real energy in him running um, like this is all one shot this is one shot and here we go this here we go very iconic scene it was too sick <laughs> he uh, was pooping his pants everyone in that scene has got diarrhea because they ate the food from that butcher right behind Amy Jones but it's turned out to be such a funny anytime I've been dying sick I look like I'm dying sick this is
1: the problem with movie stars and it's one thing that that always pops out at me in films when they say um, when a character says to someone on screen you look terrible or you look awful (laughs) and I'm like no they don't they look like they've just come from the fucking gym they've got their hair and makeup done they're wearing great clothes what's awful about them (laughs) whereas in real
0: life if someone looks awful they look awful I love this reveal right here that close up on see you go right into his eyes and as you're leaning on the expression and then we reveal oh no I love that reveal I love that bit of cinema like that's that was a great one shot there his expression first of all and when I'm writing when I'm actually but if he's pulling that down he's going to hurt Marion if he thinks that she's inside one of those things Oh, she'll. I think she. She wouldn't She's mind. She's gonna land on her head. Oh, that guy on the, on the right is definitely blind in that eye. He's got cataracts. do, right Here we go. Great sound effect of that MP40. Oh my god, the sound effects again are amazing. <laughs> this is real Looney Tune stuff. Red boxes high explosive. Cataracts. <laughs> I love this. And the sound of the gun here. Oh, it's a like cannon. Now, for those.
1: I, I, think yeah, I suppose. He thinks she's dead now. Mm hmm. Marion. My god. Three card Monty. <sighs> they, uh, it's amazing to hear them in 1978 sort of block this out in, in order to right. sort of um, get around not having Marion for some of the, the following action. We, we, we gotta have Indy think that she's dead so we'll do this we'll, we'll, we'll have a sort of a three card Monty thing and they actually do it then
0: wow there's a guy walking in the background there actually I've seen another guy wearing a t-shirt from like the 70s clearly not from 1940s
1: when did they shoot this was it 1979
0: then? Oh, they would have shot this no, no. in 1981. This was came out in the summer of '82, so they shot oh, this in '81. Um, post uh, Lucas would have put some of his money in this because this was, this was post Empire, so he was he was bankrolling a lot of this film, and I think even Lucas kind of came on set and and shot some of the scenes and uh, was kind of was kind of overseeing it because he won yeah I, Lucas shot some stuff I don't know like um, second unit stuff definitely on this and um, just to kind of make sure that they were on time and on budget because he had his own money see in this I think he this was, is
1: yeah. what you need you need to have your hero and your villain have an encounter where they actually mm-hmm. sort of get to lay the land of each other mm-hmm.
0: and I love in this as well classic great screenwriting they're they're the mirror image, mirror image of each other. Like they they are after the same thing. They have the same passion in life. They both kind of are have the same similar uniform, but how they dress, like one is prim and perfectly pressed and clean, and but Indy is rough and ready. And uh, yeah, they both want the same yeah. thing,
1: but they both want it for different reasons. Indy wants it to. Well, now he's working for the American government, but mm-hmm. originally uh, he wasn't in this to uh, sell these antiquities antiquities on the black market. it was to put them into museums where people could mm-hmm. lower education
0: yeah yeah, yeah. His motivation is very, he's like an art dealer yeah in these motivation is noble and Belloc's motivation is, is greed. But you gotta uh,
1: wonder. Oh, this adventure for Indy um, is happening after he has seen uh, Indian it's shamans <laughs> <from a vendor laughs> take the hearts <laughs> out of people, <laughs> and he's seen <laughs> sort of like voodoo type magic, and he's still like you know saying to the to the American agents, <laughs> "If you believe that sort of thing, it's like Jesus Christ, what more <laughs> conviction yeah. do you need?" <laughs>
0: yeah i don't know supernatural <laughs> forces are out there indy <laughs> they totally totally uh, un- uh undermines the arc of indiana jones by putting that stupid title card of what was it 1935 was on Temple yeah. of doom or something like that the year set a year before this so yeah they completely negated his i journey. suppose
1: because why did they do that i suppose because they didn't want to have indy dealing with world war uh two
0: yeah yeah, because if they had it, if they had it set in World War Two, the shadow of shadow of that would just be all over the film. So they just needed just mm. before that, just so that um, that wasn't going to be a spectre. I mean, that's really it, and just hope that no one really and no one really did pay attention. They didn't, and this is a classic Spielberg thing: having Indy rescued by children. Oh, wait, where else would he do that? Well, as in, I know he would use kids in this way, but it's it, you mean His as sentimentality an idea, as in, though? The sentimentality yeah, it's like no, no, other no, 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 yeah. director
1: is going to sort of say we'll have a bunch of children come in and they'll protect Indy like so you can't yeah. hurt them
0: <laughs> as if bad guys don't don't abuse children actually
1: this I'm, I'm starting to believe your whole Fagin theory because Salah just sent them all in uh, the yeah. children so he just sent an army of children in to get potentially slaughtered by
0: these mm-hmm. uh, Nazi sympathizers <laughs> oh, he! You know, I, I would go as far that he has them all hypnotized and uh, he can mind control all of them I love that monkey I love that monkey Stay monkey.
1: First we will take them home. We will reward the children. Oh, okay. Was he going to ride that motorcycle with one eye? <laughs> you, and your, you and your one eye business,
0: Kevin. <laughs> Have you ever walked around with one eye closed? <laughs> many people do it, Kevin. Many, many people <laughs> manage to navigate... Um that's and, uh, the the you know. little bastard that tries to kill Indy that kid there
1: with the dates. Oh, he's not paying up. attention. He's not doing no. his job. He didn't do it intentionally. No, but he should be, is? you know, guarding the door. <laughs>
0: he guarding the guy. dates. <laughs> <laughs> he's only got one <laughs> eye. He can take him. There we go. <laughs> oh, poor kid. <laughs> I can't figure out
1: how.
0: Are you going to tell go. anyone? No, I'm just <laughs> going to close the door. <laughs> <laughs> is it, he's, maybe he's thinking that, um, that um, Salah is going to be killed. He's like, oh yeah, I want him, I want him dead. Maybe he's actually <laughs> in he to Salah kill dead. Kill my master. And he's, yeah, he's, he's hired him. He's hired him to kill Salah, not Indy. I'm going to become the leader of the children once he's gone. It'll be my army.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Where
0: did this guy come from?
1: Out of the map room, they gave us a new spot in which to dig. Out away from the camp. That's the same monkey from uh, Outbreak and from uh, Friends.
0: Shut up. No. you serious? No. Sorry. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Kevin, you, when you deliver trivia, it's, it's, it's from the... Okay, whenever Kevin delivers trivia, take it with the biggest um, fistful of salt you can get. I'm just making this up as I go (laughs) but you know the weird thing no no I'm wrong about that sorry taking it back not gonna not gonna finish that sentence
1: but on this it was gonna be something something sympathetic towards the Nazis again wasn't it no (laughs)
0: listen I am not a Nazi sympathizer I'm just saying your uniform is pretty cool um (laughs) No, I was going to say something that the um that the dog that was in the thing is also the dog that's in every husky dog in every every other movie. But anyway, it just that's been that would have been a long walk for that joke. I'm not going there. Um, it's a lot of shoe leather for that one. <laughs> yeah, it would have been. I, lo- I am the
1: monarch of the sea. I am the monarch of the, monarch of the seas. <laughs> Here we go. Uh,
0: Here we go. Attention, uh, uh, oh, man. You know he's a great sidekick when he can spot something like that Salah's the man he really is you have complete trust in Salah at that moment any doubt you might have had is gone if that had been Danny DeVito he wouldn't have been able to catch that date <laughs> he'd have to jump up into the air <laughs> uh, Danny DeVito did get his indie kind of franchise with that Romancing the Stone stuff with uh, Romancing the Stone and Jordan didn't he
1: yeah he kind of, but uh, he's playing sort of a, a, a huckster in that isn't he True.
0: Yeah, I love those films. Well, I love the first one. I can't remember them. I know I've seen it, but I just don't. I I must watch They're they're really fun. It's Zemeckis again. Of course. Yes. 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 Again, everything about this here. This is giving you such scale.
1: They've had like this has got uh, uh, probably about a thousand, two thousand extras. Like
0: it's real. You're there, and. I don't. This it's it's in camera. When stuff is done in camera like this, mm. you just you're you're a transported. You're transported to that place, like you know. You really are. It's such yeah. a
1: shame how, the the way that Hollywood has gone. Although mm-hmm. I will say the Mandalorian series, they've got that um, what's it called? The volume, these LED sound stages where it's not a green screen or a blue screen anymore, but it's uh yeah, it's sort of um. A stage where it's immersive; they can uh, create a a very realistic um, backdrop that will give you the right type of lighting, and those things in that series are very believable. Yeah, you can't tell that they're shooting on a stage.
0: It tells also in the performance and of the uh, that they're capture as well. It feels because obviously the performers are. Are, they've got uh,
1: something around them, they can feel it, they mm-hmm. can look in directions. They've, they've yeah. Acting is all about reacting, and when there's nothing there to react to, you just end up with these very inert performances that are mm-hmm. well, maybe not everything, but for a lot of them, it just feels quite uh withdrawn.
0: It's taking some of their energy away. It is. You can see the wing, the fly, I think it was called the flying wing, That's a plane that's going to play a big role. Um,
1: Which is seconds. anachronistic, isn't it? Because it wasn't invented at the time of uh, this film being set. Is that right? I didn't know that. Very good. That is a real fact. No, that's not one of my, you know, bullshit uh. facts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Again, now we're setting up. We all, as an audience, we already know What's supposed to happen here with the staff and all that? So we already have the information. We're not going into this kind of like just learning it as we go on. So when they still it, managed
1: to make it quite magical, though, sort of like just a, a beam oh, of sunlight, feeling yeah, supernatural.
0: Yeah, and he, like Cameron did it in Titanic when, like you know, he gave like the whole in when he gave the whole rundown of what what happens to the boat in the real in let's say in the contemporary times with the kind of even like the animatic of the diddy 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 and he says you know he was he had this dude describing what happens so when it happens in the film it's way more impactful because you know what's happening but then you see it in you're done in a cool cinematic way and I think it helps having that information as an audience member helps kind of orientate yourself in the, the drama and and uh, Spielberg well.
1: did it in Jurassic Park with Dino DNA the sort of the uh, the cartoon character that, mm-hmm. that tells you uh that the dinosaurs um, are real. And mm-hmm. So, you know, when they show up then, for me, I was like, oh, wow. So that's what a dinosaur looks like. I had no idea.
0: Did they... Because re- ger- the, oh, I was just pulling stuff out <laughs> of the top was, of my hand. Oh, sorry, I was joking. I, it did not land. I, <laughs> I, do you know what? What happened? I wasn't listening to you, Kevin. I was off in my that, head thinking okay. about something else. And what I was, why, what I, where I was going to in my head was the... the the thought that I'm pretty sure Jurassic Park that screenplay was rewritten very very quickly at the 11th hour Um, by David Kepp yeah like he did a full rewrite in two weeks or something like that that film some crazy he's a a fucking brilliant writer though I know that he gets um, he gets stick
1: he gets stick because you know he does a lot so your your hit rate is going to come down because of how many things you do but yeah. just look at his credits. Look at the the, you know, the there are enough great movies there that um, justify
0: his standing mm-hmm. as being one of the greats. He's prolific. He's so prolific. And as you say, yeah, yeah. If you can write as many good films as you have, uh, you kind of can forgive the crappy stuff. No, in the, they, can st- they can still put the two pieces together and just make a new stick. They can. (laughs) Good old Salah, improvising and always always there at the right moments to to help indeed. It gets brought up an
1: awful lot nowadays and it does start to feel a little bit like um old fart saying back in my day. But it's such a sad thing, in my opinion, that we don't make any more original IP at the same level as, as they did back when we were kids. Like yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark, if that came in though as a script that wasn't based on anything, not based on a book, not based on a video game, not based on a, a prior iteration, uh, you know, foreign film or whatever, just a, a script, uh, they wouldn't touch it. They wouldn't go near it. Maybe nowadays some of the streamers would have a go, but they would it would just not have the same it would not have the same grandeur it would be made for watching on your phone and watching on your laptop I'm coming with uh, you Jones get me here can't leave
0: me here and it just wouldn't feel the same you're absolutely right it is, it is yeah we're lamenting it. the time has passed and we're in a new era and this and I'm sure when these films came out I know for a fact there were audiences our age watching this film Lamenting, oh, I wish they made films like the that like they did back in the fifties and sixties and stuff like that. Um, the only thing, the only solace I can take, Kevin, is that these films still exist and they will always exist, and this, like this will always be great. It, there's a there's a, a lot of um, YouTube
1: reaction channels now. It's sort of become this little microcosm of uh, YouTubers that are you know 20 year olds and 21 year olds and they're watching all these films for the first time not knowing anything really about them you know the pop Mm -hmm. culture for them it hasn't permeated their sphere of reference but they're watching these films and they're blown away by them and they're loving them and they're feeling like you know why aren't movies today as good as they were back then Mm -hmm. obviously they have sort of like tonal uh, reactions to certain things that are understandable you know some of the social politics of the time is sort of a bit iffy to these uh, younger kids but they're still watching this and going like that was a brilliant film that was a great movie and um, that just tells me that people would still respond to this stuff if it was made but it's just not being made by the big conglomerate studios that have more um, marketing people more marketing executives on staff than they do actual creative executives
0: yeah yeah. It's yeah, when the model changed from being driven by people following their gut and uh you know, well the, the film lovers yeah, to yeah, to an extent, but you yeah, you you need someone at the top who's a film lover, who wants to who's willing to take a gamble and is willing to invest. People that were in the movie business, not just in the, you know, product selling, you know, yeah, yeah in money making uh yeah, IP business. Um I remember having an, a
1: meeting with a, an executive from Universal and uh, she referred to uh, the catalogue of films that they had coming out as product. We have new product coming out. Nice. And I thought, oh my God, that's that's even one more extreme than content. Product? <laughs> so you're referring to, referring to films? But I was thinking to myself, like Christ, is that even the lexicon that you guys use? Product?
0: Yeah, and it's obvious that they do. That's why you know there there was that little era when the Hollywood system broke, and the 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 the, the economy of it broke back in the late sixties, you know, and uh, sorry in the early sixties, and these young filmmakers all of a sudden it was just it's it was such a you know it was such an unusual. I don't want to go into film history, but like. The, that period how they, they, they just trusted the filmmakers to, to, to know what the kids wanted because they didn't yeah, have a clue anymore. They didn't have a clue. It was so unusual. It was so unusual. And it resulted in the likes of Spielberg, the likes of Lucas and the Pama and all that, you know, the young Hollywood, new young guns. And mm. then so Spielberg became this like the the guy they all trusted. So Spielberg, who was a genuine genuine cinema fan, also was a guy who was fucking leading the way in cinema so he got the chance to make these amazing films it was we were lucky to be alive when this happened I think oh yeah tell me about it I feel
1: so grateful to have been there to experience a lot of these things for the first time because now we are in the era of new
0: coke. yeah yeah I love the drama of this I love the the but you know what I love as well yes I was just about to say
1: it the clouds these sort of how they used to pour milk into buckets of water to create oh, that yeah. sort of uh, supernatural cloud um, yeah. formations. It,
0: it, I thought it was paint. It's lovely. But yeah. It probably is paint. It's like white paint mm. and stuff. But it's the same effect they used in Close Encounters. It's a really cool yeah. one I love that effect. It's really cool.
1: Asks. <laughs> <It's a dance. laughs> Very dangerous. Yeah.
0: This, this freaked me out as a kid very much so. these are all real snakes as well
1: wasn't there something like a be- they brought in thousands no. and thousands of them more not than all,
0: not all but a huge yeah a huge model. like you'll see even in the shots there's rubber snakes but like there's, a, there's there, there are thousands and thousands of snakes the set was then- just too big uh, apparently um, I think the assistant director got too close to a python and the python like clamped onto his hand and he couldn't pull it off so he got one of the assistants literally grabbed the python by the tail and whipped it like a whip so he could just whip his head off his hand it was that um, have you ever felt uh, a live snake? Uh, you're a little tiny nipper how about you?
1: yeah there was um, there was a a, a reptile guy came to our school and mm. uh, he had a selection of spiders and snakes and lizards and stuff and uh, we got to hold What's, them they have such you to? Uh, <laughs> the Nortmon in Cork they have oh such um, such a particular feel to them it, it, it's like how do you uh, it's very hard to describe it's just it's an undulating muscle it's you can feel this thing is alive and its movement is so uh, icky it's like a, a dry fish Yes, But it it's so strange to, to, to describe My initial right response to being given be the part snake part the Was to um, As it started to sort of like undulate Really aggressively Like move its muscular body Was to drop its head Let go of its head So that I was holding on to just its tail And the snake was swinging And he immediately grabbed the snake back off me Because no it would way. have like Gotten startled by me doing that And, and bit me but uh I I it was just a natural reaction where it, the way that it moved it at its head, I was like, Ugh.
0: Oh man. Uh, I wouldn't like that. No, I would not have liked that. Was it warm? Because I can't remember. I think the one I held felt. No, it was cold. Oh really well oh, the cold blood, cold. So yeah, this guy, Belloc, is a pervert. Well no, he's not a pervert, he's just trying to
1: but that he didn't do that deliberately. He's just it's uh it's worked out in his favor. He just was shaving, and he, he saw her.
0: Totally <laughs> Totally did it to them. My <laughs>
1: God, I do love their 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 sort of a uh, dynamic though. Mm. In that, um he's charmed by her, and he likes her, and he wouldn't do anything to hurt her.
0: I don't think.
2: Mm.
0: And, again, and she's like, so you know, clever. I yeah but like she's using we already know what her kind of skill is and she can just she can hold her liquor she's going to yeah that is so
1: set up payoff so that whole introduction and aside from being a brilliant way to introduce the character now it sort of it's going to pay off this is her uh, her thing
0: she's got Mm -hmm. him again it's just that's just clever screenwriting I did it recently on a screenplay where if I have an idea oh it would be really handy if my character had such and such right now I would go back work back through my screenplay and make sure it was there if if they had a ladder and make sure the ladder was there at the beginning so we all know yeah that's the that's the
1: satisfying thing about rewrites uh, of your own scripts is you realise what you need you can go back and set it up
0: yeah yeah so there's famously a pane of glass between Harrison Ford and this and and you can see
1: it because of the way the light reflects off the
0: yeah off it he looks he looks properly terrified I don't Wouldn't think it's be? in this scene yeah I don't think it's in this scene it might be when Marion's down there as well but there's you can see in the hieroglyphics of one of the pillars uh, c 3 and Art 2 it's kind of a a little nod to Star Wars
1: they always point that out. stuff out in special features and I never noticed it in the
0: films I suppose I'm not supposed to but like I used to once I read it like I would have known it back in the the 90s and I would have gone and sought it out um, I think like even in Close Encounters I think there's an r 2 d That's a wicked fucking
1: thing to do to the snakes, Indy
0: There <laughs> she goes her superpowers My superpower is I'm a raging alcoholic <laughs> And I have been drunk
1: Another great one uh, that does the setup payoff sort of thing which is you feel it's like a character moment and then it becomes the defining sort of like um, hero leveling up to take on an ad an adversary is Aliens with the power loader yes yeah. she's like where do you want it and you think oh that's cool yeah
0: and she says oh I used to I've, I'm. and she says what level she's at she says oh I've got a license to such and such like yeah can't wait to do it we're going to do the commentary on Aliens we have to do a commentary on Aliens it's not come
1: up yet has it as a no. uh, one of our best bits how how no. You have to
0: engineer it that it's gonna come up as one of our best. Engineer it Best Ellen Ripley scene. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Again, look at this. The drama of this, right? The lighting, Indian Jones and Shadow, the mystery of us this thing. Again, it's like it, it's not overlit, it's you know, it's shrouded in darkness in the foreground, but in the background we have these ominous figures. Yeah, I love these those black statues yeah it's fantastic
1: but you know you said earlier that all these every frame is sort of like uh, something that's eye catching but mm-hmm. it's true you know you could take any still from this film and frame it and it would just look right it would just look yeah. it would look nice on a wall I keep forgetting the name of the cinematographer
0: of this it is um, Douglas Sulcon Douglas Slocum, Slocum. Thank you. Uh, oh, he shot the L- line L- in Winter. Oh, all the Ian and Jones movies in the eighties. Never say never again. <laughs> well, we'll forgive him for that one. I grew mm-hmm. up
1: with this. <laughs> it's my family
0: label. <laughs> God, I wish I was drinking right now. <laughs> what do you think they're drinking? Is it what are they supposed to be drinking? Is it vodka? It's a weird... Oops.
1: Um, Yeah, a white liquor like that. I'd say it's probably some sort of... Well, he's French. It's got to be some sort of white wine.
0: Oh, it just looks... It's all in the wrong glass. And here she goes. That's it. (laughs) I love that he laughs
1: and that she laughs. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great choice from both of them
0: it's when you see she's great she's got actress. one of
1: those big beautiful infectious smiles that she, when she smiles it, 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 it is that whole
0: expression of a smile that could light up a room yeah yeah she's wonderful she really is she's a fantastic actress and this motherfucker here he's got a real of vibe off him yeah he, he reminds Minkler. me as well as of the,
1: um, uh, is it Doom? What's the character from *Who uh, Framed butter Rabbit*? The Christopher Lloyd oh, character, D- Judge Doom. Judge Doom, that's it. Mm-hmm. I love this. Is so a good this trick. was a gag. Yeah, this yeah. was a gag that he, Spielberg used in um, uh, 19. Oh God, what's it called? 1940. 1941? Nin- 1941. 1941.
0: 1942. 1942.
1: 1942. <laughs> 1942. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I so you reused it because you know that film that film is a lot
0: I probably got lost in the shuffle No, there's one thing if I have you to told out. me
1: that Michael Bay thought 1942 yeah. uh, or felt that 1942
0: was the best Spielberg film I would believe you it's that type <laughs> of film <laughs> I've only ever seen it once years ago and uh, like it's one that's never let's actually see if I can dig it I'd love to give it another shot just to see what it's what it's like that's exhausting. Is it? Okay. So excessive. Like, he's got so many... Like, you look at Spielberg's filmography, and I think, like, he's one of my... You know, I, I I wouldn't be doing what I do if it wasn't for Steven Spielberg. But he's made his duds. He's made films that just weren't very good, you know? And, um... And that's Don't I, say was, Hook because you will have all the kids coming for us Oh no, I'm not going to say Hook Because I, I don't think I've ever given Hook a fair shake I've always been kind of like Okay, I'll oh, say Hook Hook's, then, Hook is awful <laughs> I don't, well I don't, again It's one of those films that I don't think I've ever properly watched um, but, Hook is okay, but you know It's
1: it's like uh, the Goonies for us We love the Goonies But people that mm. were too old for the Goonies Or too young for the Goonies They sort of are a bit cold on it
0: I showed the kids the Goonies recently And they loved it Absolutely Oh good loved it. Well you know yeah. You're raising them right Yeah I tried showing them this And they lost interest After the first five minutes so Oh 20, my 20, 20 god 20 Why did you say that Now you've <laughs> Yeah oh, Well they're no, too young I am- They're just too young for it Oh there's a the thing I have to point out right The middle Nazi The guy with the The officer with the cap You are not a yeah. Formula 1 guy but he is the spit of David Coulthard, uh, ex-Formula 1 driver. Ah. Yeah, I'm just saying, that's always something. Whenever I see him, I just go, David Coulthard. Whenever I
1: see him, I go, oh, I'm watching Rage's Lost Ark. <laughs> Indy, you're screwed you know what, though? How many times have I seen this film? I I couldn't tell you. But if you were to tell me, if you gave me a challenge and said, okay, I want you to sit down and I want you to write out Indiana... uh, Well, write out Raiders of the Lost Ark. uh, Scene one, right through to the end. And having watched the film, I'll say 20, 30 times, I wouldn't be able to do it because it's such a picaresque plot the story absurd. meanders an and uh, mm-hmm. who knows in a thousand like, years even you may be I wouldn't know what scenes go where and I'd forget uh, certain things and i put things in the wrong order like even when I was listening know, to the to the brainstorming way. session and they are referencing stuff that happens in the film and they are you know themselves trying to figure out the order and the structure of things uh, like how to get Marion um, off the boat and stuff like that and I was like I can't remember how she gets off the boat <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, it is so
0: true. Yeah, a lot happens. That's why I love, like, you know, it's, uh, it's constantly moving. Ouch, that's moving. got a Yeah, it was a big hit. Same, po- same cobra. So, this is my goddamn spot. Fuck off! <laughs> I love the way the are like, fuck off! where I live. I love the way she climbs on him as well. That's cr- great. <laughs> was <She's> very good.
1: She's <laughs> a game-all bird. Yeah, she's. I
0: wonder sometimes, Monsieur, if you have that clearly in mind. It was not to be,
1: Sherry. Oh, Sherry. People say, you know, what does Indy accomplish in the Raiders of the Lost Ark? You know, he mm-hmm. he tags along, he gets involved, he uh he interrupts sort of the plan that, that uh, Belloc and his guys are up to, but um. Yeah. You know, at the very end, they open the ark and they're all killed. So, if they had thrown the ark, but he gets the girl. Take this.
2: Wave it at anything that slithers.
1: No, the, in terms of the story, like saving the world. Oh, okay. But yeah, they say you know, you know, if they took the ark of the covenant back to Hitler, Hitler would have opened it and he would have been killed. But what would have happened uh, more likely yeah. is that. Uh, they would have opened the Ark as they do in the movie they would have all been killed as they are in the movie but then uh, Hitler would have sent other guys to that spot and he would have been too smart to open the Ark but because Indy was there and he knew what to do he's able to bring it back to the state safely so Uh, he does save the day he does save Mm -hmm. the world
0: yep he does give it to the Allies and they put it uh, out of uh, harm's way yeah harm's reach yeah, that's yeah. a good way of putting it. Yeah, and I just
1: dislike people saying that he doesn't affect the story in any way. Sometimes or he doesn't he affect. Gets, he doesn't affect the uh, outcome in any way.
0: Sometimes I feel that people have takes. I hate. I hate adopting takes. I always try to come up with my own take because some some people just take takes that they've read someplace or someone said it to them and Just went, oh yeah, I'll, I'll I'll take that because it seems clever and a little bit um, knowing to say that, but. The takes I subscribe to other ones I come up on my own and you usually they're usually batch crazy, but I at least I, I know I had the genesis of them. Um, and I think what you're saying there is um, a good rebuttal of that take okay? he doesn't have any <laughs> Whereas I
1: that's tend good. to just like hear things that other people said, decide whether I like it, and then if I do I'll claim it as my own thoughts and
0: <laughs> not <I can't. laughs> tell anyone else. That's a good way to that's a good way of doing it too. That's not very much in keeping with your philosophy of putting things in music. No, his dad would be giant. distraught about that. Oh god. Oh Jesus, yeah. Go on, maybe putting the bowl step for a good semester.
1: Rank them. Everybody does. The four indie films. Um, or the, the five indie films because I think we can or, safely say that the fifth one is better than the fourth one even though the fifth one's not yeah, even been made better. yet <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah they, they're going to learn from those Uh easy for me um, uh, this one is, is top then a close second is Last Crusade then just trailing a little bit more is Dune uh, Temple of Dune and then Far Behind is um, Princess Ball how about you? Um,
1: I tend to uh, I tend to switch up depending on what mood I'm in when I watch Temple of Doom where I go like this is absolutely brilliant I don't know what people have a problem with it's so much fun there's so much going on it's such a, a cracking you know adventure uh, smart funny I don't have an issue with Willie Scott even though people tend to find her screechy and annoying I like that she's a foil for indie um, and then other times I watch it I'm like this is unbearable this is just so, too much there's so hmm. much going on there's too much happening it's manic it's overbearing but uh, I still think it's slightly better than Last Crusade because Last Crusade has um, a lovely tone to it and it's it's got a lovely uh, vibe but it feels a little bit uh, on the cheap side compared to the first two okay. it feels like they cut a lot of corners
0: I want to point something out there but you know when they push that big block out of the way and I just notice yeah. it right there on the shot of them running away from it you see a guy is dead so Indy must have killed him somehow do you actually see there's like a local worker dead on the ground I'd never noticed it before maybe he knocked him out or something this is know. the
1: thing though about this film that, that I think it's why it sort of got its hooks into us um, uh, there's blood in it there's danger there's uh, scary moments it, it's, yeah. it's pushing the limits of what you can have in a kids film Mm-hmm. Uh, you get to the Fort One, and it's so antiseptic and clean, and
0: you never see blood on screen. It's like a, a roller coaster ride that, you, that you'd, you'd experience in a the theme park. That's what it kind of feels like the cinematic equivalent of it. And Spielberg
1: says that on the, the brainstorming session. He says, We're making a Disneyland ride. Uh, really? He was, <laughs> yeah, he was dead on. Wow. Oh my lord. Um, Here we go, Frank Marshall.
0: Oh, is that for, in the in the the pilot? Yeah. Oh wow, I didn't know that. He's a bad actor. Um, Harrison Ford, I only learned this recently. Got injured in the scene when the plane. <laughs> he got injured so many times in the series. <laughs> what he what happened to him in this in this one is the plane rolled over his leg. And oh, fuck. Uh, Yeah, he had to finish the scene. Like, it, they literally just bandaged him up. But the thing about it was, was it was so hot that the tires, the rubber and the tires had gotten really soft. And, and it saved him from having serious, serious damage. So um, Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't only learn that today. I didn't realise that was Frank actually. Hmm. This is a great scene as well. Like, the and the music the, is great. Fantastic. The constant, again, the, the setup of... The blades are going. We have all these different elements in play in the one scene. Now, and it, it, it's the kind of the parameters change. The stakes were up. you know, when the, now that it's moving, you just not only you've got this big bad guy, but now you've got these rota- rotating planes of death coming at him as well. Um, that's bloody well brilliant. Yeah, that's what fe- what's amazing about this film. It never feels... It, it always feels like it's getting bigger and bigger. Not in its scale, but in its... Uh, in the set pieces in like you know the, the 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 adventure and the the drama I think it's fantastic
1: that music really helps though as well because yeah. uh, imagine this with any other score and it, it, you know that fanfare from John Williams that is Indiana Jones
0: <laughs> yeah my oldest um, loves this like he loves the music and I could just oh, of course wait with me yeah, he's kind but of. But you said
1: you showed it to him, and he he was a bit bored by it.
0: Yeah, but it was because it was all it was too mu- there was too much dialogue in the beginning, and uh, um, but then like, oh, conversely, well, yeah. he like he watched the Goonies and was he watched the Goonies loved it. They watched Princess Bride, loved it. But once the see once we had scenes that were there was exposition, um I think once the exposition happened, then you know there was too many scenes back to back of just talking, and we lost him. So I didn't get as far as this. I didn't get as far as the middle action the, 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 the second act of the film um, but I think he, I'm going to try it again in a few years I'm going to get, wait till he's boat another six months and if not he's just going to have to wait. find a new home <laughs> it's tough I mean I,
1: I fully support you in that uh, kicking okay. him out if, he, uh, yeah. <laughs> if he's not on board
0: okay. get out just the thing <laughs> popped into my head did you ever see the documentary about the kids who made the fan movie of this called Raiders? The documentary is called Raiders. Did you ever see that?
1: I did not, but I, I've heard so many great things about um, about Hollywood being sort of charmed by those guys. It's a good documentary.
0: Like, it's not a, it's not. Oh my god! It's, but it's a beautiful documentary because it's a. There about we go. blood these, everywhere. Oh my god! Go. go on, but that, that documentary does Harrison Ed, Ford turn up in it? No. Oh no! He got shot for that. <laughs> yeah. don't give a shit about Are you kidding goddamn me? <laughs> fucking son of a bitch! He but this shot specifically right here, they made yeah. so uh, uh, when they were kids, they obsessed about Indiana Jones, and they decided they were going to make recreate the film shot for shot, and they spent all of their summers, their weekends. Uh, there was three of them, and they did so, and they started to to do it. Throughout their teenage years, so they started when they were like 11, or whatever it was, and they kept making it through all through their teenage years, and then eventually, you know, when they got to 18, they moved off to college, and their lives went in different directions, and they all basically just lost touch. Uh, but they, but somewhere along the line, I think. It basically, what happened was, is the film was never finished. This was the scene that they never got done. This big flying uh, wing scene with the big explosions and stuff like that. So the whole documentary is about them kind of coming back together and kind of oh, like piecing really their need life to see together. This. It's great. It's great because they have to pull it off, and um, it's great. And it's kind of like a painful story because you have it's a story about men now looking back at their childhoods and kind of like re-taking stock of their lives and. And and it's more than just a fan film. It's it's a story about friendship and what it's what it's like to to grow old or grow into middle age. So well That sounds a like a cracking story. Yeah, it's a great, great little documentary. Especially if you love. What's it called? You can that. you can you remember Raiders? Raiders. That's oh. what it's called. Uh
1: huh. Get back to Cairo. It's really lovely. Not Indiana Jones and the Raiders.
0: No, just Raiders. Just, <laughs> just Raiders. Yeah, but I this think is when they of re-release best it.
1: Lines off the cuff lines oh, in in a movie yeah. for me. I'm going after that truck. How? I don't know. I'm making this up as I go. Let's go. (laughs) It's so... That to me is up there with I love you. I know.
0: Yeah, that... It is fantastic.
1: Like when when Harrison Ford uh, dies and they're doing... Well, hopefully they get to a stage where they're celebrating movies again at the Oscars. But... uh, In his In Memoriam montage, I hope that they use that line
0: Mm-hmm. They will, of course.
1: they—they they keep
0: goes changing show, their mind with the Oscars. Uh, and, uh, yeah, but it just goes to kind of highlight Harrison Ford's talent, and he's—he's just—he's—he's—he's he's, he's just a, a brilliant, a brilliant man. Where he has come up with these amazing moments, like the in *Empire Strikes* *Empire Strikes Back* that "I love you," I know that was again, yeah, his his addition, his improvisation, and. Um, this having to me an is such, like
1: I, I have to mention it. This to me is like one of the best chases in all of movies, yeah. and um, it was going to be my pick for best car chase uh, or best chase in general. But um, yeah, no. we just done the Harrison Ford episode, so yeah. I thought I would. Um,
0: and I didn't pick this scene. Go a different direction. Even though I knew who I was going with. Yeah, I just I, I was going the obvious route of Indiana Jones, but I didn't go the scene because I thought you might pick it first. No, not that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we were caught at the same time. <laughs> yeah. So I said, Kevin might yeah. bring it up in the chase thing. So And I said it was an obvious one, so I wanted to lean into something that was Harrison Ford. So we based. both
1: avoided it because we, we thought it was going to yeah. do it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did, but it, yeah. Is. I mean, alone, it is.
1: I mean, the music alone, you put this music on on a treadmill, And you're just gonna keep
0: running all day. Mm. And now look at this, even the choreography of this, like, you know, this gag, it's brilliant. A comedic beat in there as well. Yeah. You know, that lovely moment where they look at each other like, oh my god, (laughs) (laughs) it's fucking
1: fantastic. Did you see that? I did. Yeah, funny, isn't it? Get the (laughs) fuck out of here.
0: Oh, that music. Give you chills. When you look at this. Um, it reminds me of of Jewel a little bit again of that how, how mm. brilliant Spielberg um, managed to capture the, the those two vehicles and uh, just edit it and shoot it and edit it in a way although he he didn't shoot this one did he this is all second unit so oh, this was
1: shot I mean he storyboarded it up, yeah. but this is one of the the action sequences that he didn't shoot unlike in Jewel, where he shot everything but yeah again we, we, Anytime Jewel comes up, the two of us are like, you've got to go see it. See it. Uh, you got to watch it because it's it's one of his most underrated films. I think people that are uh, familiar with Spielberg know that Jewel is a seminal film in his career, but not many people have actually t- taken the time to watch it. And it it's is a fun. cracker.
0: Oh, it's, it's immediately, it's got that lovely lean 70s vibe of a good, pulpy action film where you're in it. And it doesn't stop. It's got the energy. The energy of this is is there yeah. in that in jewel. That, it, so <laughs> it's 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 not as uh, uh, rompy, if that's
1: a word, as this chase. Yeah. But you know, if you love this chase sequence, the the guy that made this did a whole movie. That's a chase film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> And they thought, I mean, they're talking about this in 1978 where it's like, and we'll have the guys on the side of the truck and he can start brushing up against like the the walls and knocking these guys off. Because they thought these sequences were going to take place in different locations, but they still stuck to the same concept behind them.
0: Oh, so hold on, let's repeat that because I I, I misunderstood. So when they were brainstorming this, they were... They, They had this truck chase
1: in mind. And they Christ. had this moment in mind where guys are climbing along the side of the the truck, and Indy is like rushing the truck up against the yeah. wall to knock these guys off. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there aren't walls in the jungle, mm. but um, you can tell that the idea stuck with them, if not the um, the sense of place.
0: A couple of notes that that, that I that put in my head right there. Uh, one, when he gets shot in the arm, that spurt of blood that squib that yeah. goes off and sprays onto the windshield it's so visceral yeah. you kind of go shit he got injured and also mm. here's another I have this is another um, cameo that I There's think half. is someone else oh no <laughs> um, there was a guy There was a, one, of the, one of the Nazis on the side reminded me of Paul Whitehouse the English comedian and this guy reminds me of Crocodile, Crocodile Dundee um, he does um, <laughs> <laughs> so I've got is, David uh, Coochard Paul Whitehouse Mick Dundee right here yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mick Dundee probably could have done this Lightning Jack. Oh, Oof. Lightning Jack. <laughs> God, I haven't seen that. I long. remember liking that film. <laughs> yes, yeah, too, I think.
1: There's a story. There's yeah. in that
0: He had an interesting career, but um, he but here we go. Look at this again. It's the whole, he, you dun, know, even his positioning there. Yeah.
1: No,
0: this stunt is unbelievable. It is. So they've done this for real My ass, um,
1: ouch Look at that
0: That's for real, it's a dude being dragged under a truck And it's Very impressive, I don't know if that would actually work If you tried that <laughs> it Oh, you'd be just Ripped to pieces But <laughs> yeah. they talk about on that brainstorming session About
1: finding interesting and, and fun ways for him to use the whip To get himself out of situations And uh He does it there and I'm just realizing yeah. he's left it behind, so it's hanging off the back of the truck the whole time.
0: Yeah, where does that come, How does that come back into play? Yeah, oh well, I suppose he drives
1: off with the truck. He can. <laughs> I like
0: no strength. longer up.
1: watch him. <laughs>
0: if if the whip doesn't come back in, a, oh, to do do do. Oh God, it's the double. It's the double. Yeah, if, the, if he doesn't, if we don't see the whip come back into his person in a logical way then I think my love affair with the Indiana Jones franchise has just been dashed. <laughs> I've
1: just ruined it for to you. longer. no longer. Just don't you love altering. when people do that. I don't understand why people watch those, um, you know, here's 20 things they got wrong and such and such in a film mm. and they're just pointing out like continuity errors. And it's like, I could have happily gone my whole life without knowing that yeah. the door in the, the Jeep in Jurassic Park keeps opening and closing depending on the <laughs> shots that they're using. but now when I watch the film I'm like oh for fuck's sake the
0: door (laughs) the whip's still there Kevin the whip's still in the back the whip was still on the back of that truck when he pulled in so when he gets out of the truck he goes underneath and he takes it out the whip was still there this isn't Martin Scorsese directing this this is Spielberg yeah man
1: no continuity errors here
0: so this is Salah's um, super lair we've just basically come into and these are all his previous generation orphans who have grown up so this is his <laughs> army. They're all—they were all his orphans. Still, they're all his children. Yeah, all his children. <laughs> Salah is like—he gets around, he, he gets around. Yeah. I love this guy. Everyone in this—I love everyone in this. He just has character straight away he is but who is this guy the Lando Calrissian
1: but he's like he's one of those guys where I'm like um, I wish there was more of these sort of like uh, peripheral characters pop up like the uh,
0: the prop plane yeah. guy at the beginning and, but the but captain. in a way I'm glad they don't because it sets a precedent as you as you said earlier on that Indy's just got these connections everywhere so when he shows up in a place you can just have him meeting someone that he has had an experience with from a different you believe that yeah he's got he's got friends across the globe and um, and because it would feel unsatisfactory if Salah kept popping up in every film and there's that kind of like hang on a second how come they're here but I like the idea of like just new character Indy just has had many many lives and many many adventures that's so sensual the kiss. A kiss on both yeah. cheeks and then a kiss on the lips. Yeah. So Thank
1: I was you. thinking. Fuckers. I but like uh Kasdan, he writes great female characters. I mean he uh he turned Leia into um a badass. I mean she was always great in the first film, but she's such a badass in the second one. And they've got great dialogue. For Carrie Fisher and uh Harrison Ford. And again, yeah. here with Marion Ravenwood, she's such a great female lead. Yeah. Where
0: did you go? And I love this scene. This is a. Uh, this is another one of those scenes. Like he is just. I love the way he is just absolutely destroyed. <laughs> and um, <laughs> like he literally is. You're gonna go. <laughs> yeah, man, I totally get it.
1: He's been yeah. dragged across. He probably was
0: actually hurting as well oh yeah
1: Spielberg Steve we need a scene where I am absolutely fucked because I'll tell you what
0: I'm just have to shoot myself again <laughs> <laughs> I love that when she hits him with the mirror <laughs> it's so good what'd you say <laughs> it's fantastic oh. still wearing the hat though I don't,
1: even
0: I don't, I don't the hat's the his bald spot <laughs> so Harrison <our> Ford <support laughs> reminds me I, so I'm just gonna have this uh these are pe- actors who remind me of other people, or the other way around. Harrison Ford reminds me of the golfer Nick Faldo. I don't know if you know him. He's a retired golfer. I but, do. Uh, I do know him. Yeah. I have thought they look quite similar. He's asleep. such
2: a baby. This year?
0: And, and so
1: here we are. So Karen Allen reminds me of Margot Killer. Well, damn, uh, any word
0: else heard? <laughs> who yeah. else reminds us of someone else? Here here I love it he's brilliant <laughs> I mean, that's okay it's here he's like a child he's, yeah he's got sort of like a, a gruff like um yeah. yeah he's like a kid It's like a
1: yeah. a ratty kid that's just <laughs> that's he's it. pissed off yeah
0: and his eyeball strange place to be asked to kiss the Indiana Jones she <laughs> sucks his eyeball <laughs> <laughs> That's Oh my god. I said,
1: kiss, not suck. <laughs> but this is like, um, this is, <laughs> this is like in Jaws when they're like showing each other their, their wounds.
2: Yeah.
1: It's yeah, such true. a great moment.
0: <laughs> oh god. That's and true. straight to sleep. I don't Enjoy believe him. It. Well, I just don't think he, not- he could get her up. He was knackered. Well, he notoriously he notoriously has premature ejaculation. I don't know if that, <laughs> was, that in the, was that was that in that story meeting, Kevin. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Lucas <laughs> just kept
1: hammering on about it. I don't Sorry. know why. It was like
2: yeah, we got to establish ejaculates. this scene
1: <laughs> that Indy he's a premature ejaculator. <laughs> okay, and that is you know we've got to hit that home early in the first act. It's, <laughs> It's got to come up at least three times, figuratively, because people Nobody's need to know gone. you can be a badass and also a premature ejaculator. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hmm. Stephen didn't say much during that part of the whole tape, so I don't know why. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's U-boat. the Das Boot U uh, boat, isn't it?
0: Shut up! It is. It yeah, was, that's <laughs> it was same U boat. Is that the same U boat? <laughs> Friends, the one, the one episode <laughs> The episode on, the one on the U boat. <laughs> yeah. No, but it is though. I
1: don't think it's the actual U boat oh, from God. Das Boot, but it was one of them that was used in the in the uh, the film.
0: That's wow. where I got it from. I have a a real draw for uh, naval films. Uh, I love Das Boot. and Destroyer. That one with oh no, the Greyhound one that with Tom Hanks. Oh, really Greyhound is a fucking cracking film, and I don't think anyone is really
1: you know talking about it as much as they should.
0: Yeah, I would love good. to have
1: seen that on the big screen.
0: Yeah, it really nails the details. It just goes straight for the raw kind of. It doesn't fap about, and it just goes for facts. Of this is, you know, this is kind of how it how it how it happened or how it would happen.
1: Some yeah oh it was it was exciting I've watched that film three times Oh, I'll tell I you watch it again. there's so many um, there's, there's so much <laughs> content out there but so little of it actually feels worth uh, re-watching but that's one of the few where I'm like I really oh, enjoy man. that
0: so you should subscribe to Apple Plus and while you're there watch Wolfwalkers. <laughs> exactly plug plug plug, plug. <laughs> <This girl laughs> this is such a, a gag Valley, really. actually, that's they have one great one taste but actually, is they're they're starved of material on there? They don't really have that much to watch. Um, no. I love this. He's great. Like India has got these such good allies and friends. They're always kind of they know how to play the system, like. The so this is
1: how they got her off the boat.
0: Mm-hmm. David whether or not, not happening. Oh, India's oh. there. Like I always see what Indy in that exhaust pipe thing. I'm just I have a logic thing in my head going: Indy, should you not be just sliding straight down into the into the furnace or the boiler or whatever it is? Like you know, how he's, you he's got his legs
1: spread out. He's, an, he's an, you know he's uh he's doing the Spider Man thing. He's
0: pushing out yeah. in both directions. Yeah. And then the next one, which is coming up, the one that really. Um, it's great because it's so celebratory the way the guys go where's Dr. Jones where's Mr. Jones <laughs> I found it's like a- the Warriors yeah <laughs> but look at this now okay so hang on a second the U-boat is sealed from the inside like, no, they did unless- shoot
1: a scene and they cut it of him hanging onto the periscope as it's sort of like uh, moving through the water. And it, it it sort of
0: just makes it even more fascicle, to be honest. Right. Well, like, the thing about this is, well, the U-boat will... It doesn't necessarily have... This is the one thing I would say. If it descends... It sounds like they are descending. If it descends, a U-boat's going to travel slower. If a, if the U-boat is traveling on the surface, then it's actually going to travel faster. So you'd only descend if you had to. That's the... So he could, he, nerd could up. he could, like, swim alongside it, you mean... No, not. He would say, they would just, they would just sail. He would just basically stay on top, like right there. You could actually, in that shot, right there, I think you could see him hanging onto it. There was a, like, as I'm watching on Blu-ray, you could see a shot of Indy, like, on the in the tower of the um, of the U-boat, and he was up there. So they just stayed. The U-boat. This is what I'm saying right now. The U-boat never submerges, unless we actually. They did say we submerge, and Indy was up there no, the whole time. No, we gotta he's just go off. by what we see, don't we? But look, he's wet, so he has jumped off. So he has and, been and
1: because he's wet That tells us That he was in the water <laughs> Yes Or he's just Prematurely this is, ejaculated This is visual storytelling Oh <laughs> Jesus Will stop it <laughs>
0: <laughs> This is a great guy too this I love this <laughs> Again, it's like an easy. What I love about it is like you know, oh, it's it's one way. It's like a quick kind of screenwriter fix of he needs a uniform. Well, he grabs a guy and he punches him. He takes on uniform. But you can't let him get. You can't let your characters get like. You can't have your lazy writing solutions be easy. So you kind of have to add a little complication into it. And if you add a little complication into it, it makes it funnier and more, more believable. In this case, the uniform doesn't fit him. So you kind of have to. You can't let yourself off the hook. You can't let... You have to add in extra complications. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you let yourself off the hook, it just comes across as being lazy.
1: Yeah, a lot of times in development, people will get sort of... um, Especially these days when uh, budgets have been restricted. Uh, You get into, uh, do we really need this? Do we really need that? And it becomes very much like TV writing or what used to be the norman tv writing which is just information 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 a to b to c to d and great storytelling it's not a straight line it's a roller coaster it's up it's down it's taking you all over the place and you want idiosyncrasies you want left turns and and within scenes not just within the story itself you just you really want to just have your cake and eat it otherwise why are you why are you making it but you get into development with some of these people and they would say we don't need that cut it why because Mm -hmm. it's an extra half a day
0: it's an awful feeling when that starts to happen and it usually happens at the last minute just as you're going into
1: and then you just you end up with sort of movies where yes the story got told but there was no joy being had in telling the story hmm
0: But here we can see how it's done right. Here in Indiana Jones, this is how you fucking do it, baby. And um, it's just wonderful. I can't believe we're coming to the end. We're coming to the the conclusion of this. This is unbelievable. This has been incredibly brisk. Like, I, like, it's this is a very, like, every scene has moved fast. There's something It's a fleet film, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Because, look at it. Nice matching camo for the Desert, they, were, they probably shot this in Tunisia. I know they were shooting a lot of stuff.
1: You can really see that they shaved his head there.
0: Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> even the way actually Indita Jones is walking behind him, he's so uncertain. There's a kind of a um, like, where are we going? going? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. what's going on here, lads? Uh, I would, would it be amazing? Is it would it okay I'm only making this up in the spot. This is the same scene where they shot the R2D2 scene. And it looks it 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 doesn't it so looks it like yeah it's like oh here That we was go. shot in Tunisia could well be, couldn't it? I'd say it is. That was the immediate thing that jumped out at me when I looked at oh it. My oh my god.
1: Oh. Where are the jaw things
0: Yeah, it'd be one of those things that you would have felt would have come up in trivia. Maybe it is up there. But it does certainly looks like that type of place.
2: Your persistence surprises even me.
0: back. Yeah. Oh, there's oh, the, the, the fly that goes on his lip and it looks like goes he swallows the fly. Oh. Yeah, it looks like it. I think they say it flew off, but I didn't see it flying off.
1: I've been in um, parts of uh, Australia where the flies are all over you in seconds. And they would just be all over your back, all over your t-shirts, uh, flying, uh, crawling across your face. Um, and it's amazing how the first few times it happens, it's like, oh, God, there's flies everywhere. But once you sort of become accustomed to living with it, you just stop reacting to the flies. Because they don't do anything to you. They sort of just land on you. They, they crawl around, they fly off again. But uh, there's nothing you can do. There'll be hundreds of them. And everyone just yeah, lives with them.
2: To it open as well as I.
0: Yeah, no, that wouldn't, that would like man, I, remind me of, um, oh, I won't, I, I was this in, yeah, anyway, I won't get into it, it was one of those, it would be a long walk for a story and we should be watching is, Raiders, but yeah, I, I can handle flies. That's why I'm quite happy living in a cold climate. And um, just do Don't you get midges really. up in Donegal though? We do, yeah, we do. But you know what? If you if you shake your head around really fast, you can dodge them. So we just, we're all just rocking <laughs> from side to side. We're all just walking. We're dodging like that's why you're all
1: so shifty up there.
0: <laughs> we're just constantly just ducking and dodging the guns. Yeah, there's different uh, there's different candles you can put out and stuff like that will that will um, supposedly drive them off. And little kind of fragrances they just really hate. Like I can't remember, like lavender or something like that. That's if the thing. The
1: whole idea out. for grabbers came to me from. Um, from me, just being sort of like a a fucking a buffet for mosquitoes. <laughs> uh, they would just they would keep zeroing in on me. And I remember it sitting at a, at a on a deck in Rarotonga, yeah. and my ankles were just being savaged. And a mosquito landed <laughs> on my hand, and I just got it. And I was drinking a a, a sort of a, a rum and coke can, yeah. like those horrible drinks. Yes. And I remember making a, a comment like. Wouldn't it be great if they were allergic to alcohol? Because I was pissed that they would mm-hmm. like not be uh, biting me because of my blood alcohol content. Yeah. And uh, it was like, ding! It's the only moment in my life where I remember where I was and I remember having the idea and thinking, oh God, that's a good idea. I bet somebody's done yeah. that. Actually, I better remember that. Hang on. Think about that now. Uh, and, and write that down later on when you get back. Because that's a good idea. And I did. I came back later that night drunk and wrote um, get drunk to survive in my travel journal wow. and then I, I remember getting to a, a, an internet cafe back when nobody had sort of smartphones with them that were connected to the wifi yeah. 24-7 getting to the internet cafe and rather than sending emails I was like googling to find out was there any movies about uh, wow. <laughs> drunk people <laughs> f- fighting vampires you know, or what have you and there wasn't
0: that's brilliant so, yeah so uh, um,
1: the- I'm okay with uh, flying insects
0: <laughs> you're the only person I know who's had like had inspiration or been really productive while you know drunk usually if I <laughs> if anything I, I ever did anything under the influence of alcohol it was always utterly rubbish when when I saw it in the cold like you know light of day so that's fantastic great idea great you know I German hear uh, a
1: lot of parents say that about their kids you know <laughs> I created something while I was drunk, and oh my God, look what turned yeah. out! <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: here we are. Look, here's Indy. What he's acting like? This is Indy's. Um, and yeah, character he has arc. faith. Yeah, it's faith. And this is the Ghostbusters. This. Yeah. Again, there's your Milky Sky. It is. And yeah, this really, open a Did it really? Yeah it did Yeah when we get To the melting faces I was young When I saw this Like this was I saw these films Before I watched Star Wars And stuff like that Um I probably saw this I, was so I was so desensitized
1: yeah. So young None of this stuff Ever affected me It was always just like Oh that's cool
0: Just like specific Like this moment here This scared me And she Yeah Right there That scared me Wow yeah. David Coulter Doesn't like Look it at that
1: thing. <laughs> that's some expression tone it down mate that's a bit over the top <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, so Lucas said this is the moment where you realise that you're no longer going to be prematurely ejaculating so I want you to uh, I want you to really express that orgasmic pleasure <laughs> that was the note and oh, that's think- all of them ejaculating <laughs>
0: <laughs> the light I think you see the uh the this is a horrible commentary <laughs> <laughs> we're not at all talking about the film wouldn't that burn them <laughs> oh it's it's just a flame of good people it's the flame of uh, the flame that only burns bad people it's Jesus so good, love, you know, yeah that's what we go it's see the seed of Jesus seed of Jesus So cool.
1: who was that face that
0: came out then was that jesus uh no that turned into a corpse was, <laughs> no because this is like what they're talking about this is old testament stuff so this predates this is like the prequel to jesus this is like the burning so, bush yeah this is when like the bible was like very vicious and savage and stuff like that so um, ah. Yeah, you wouldn't fuck with the you don't fuck with the Old Testament basically
1: I've always been partial to the book of revelations myself
0: <laughs> well I do I do yeah I'm I'm, I'm a Genesis guy mm-hmm. and I really love their later albums <laughs> great music <laughs> yeah great music <laughs> Here there we, we go. go
1: see this is you know the tower there Welcome. is to signify that he's overcome <laughs> his <laughs> premature ejaculation he can, he,
0: can, he can now sustain his erection. Every shot <laughs> pushes the story forward. <laughs> yeah. Where is the arc? Uh. There's Porkins. The arc is he was like, I can't believe he's also that dodgy detective arc in Batman. Bro, un- you you Knox. And it has to be researched. And it will
2: be, I assure you, Dr. Brody.
0: Poor Denim Elliot. I always remember feeling really sad when I heard Denim Elliot died of AIDS. Who?
2: Did he? Mm-hmm,
0: yeah. He was one of the one of the people who died of AIDS around the time of Freddie Mercury, and it was always so shocking. It was like, hey, oh, poor guy. You don't look very happy, oh, I didn't know that. What they I, don't
2: know what I might be said
0: completely that. wrong, but I think it's, I think it's true. Well,
2: I know
1: what I've got here. well uh, rest in peace down home Elliot you
2: know, he was great a drink.
1: that's a beautiful uh, you know
0: grand staircase yeah and the way he did that kind of that double take and she went down the stairs great performance by her to kind of sell that gag again it takes her to do it like and here we come to the most yeah. iconic the most Once anyway.
1: they know that this is powerful and it's a weapon, uh, they
0: it's not going in any museum. And you it's know, going into a, I'm I'm actually one of those people who kind of really liked the fact that their first mission was into this warehouse in Crystal Skull. I thought that was, so
1: I thought that I thought it was it was okay. It was just that um, the villains were so cartoony in that.
0: Mm. there's a great matte painting here as well it's so convincing like mm. it's fantastic and this if you look at the credits for this isn't it, doesn't it remind you of Jaws as well where we have like this one long kind of shot and same font I suppose it does actually mm. same type yeah. of font as well although
1: these are much much longer credits mm. I mean Jaws the, the credits ran about 60 seconds This this has actual you know it's got Three 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 and a half minutes of credits
0: but that was fantastic I really enjoyed that it was genuinely I didn't feel the the last two hours at all it's fantastic I love it we
1: didn't really talk much about it but I'll tell you what my eyes were glued to it the entire time mm.
0: I felt we talked about talked about it quite a bit you know we're yeah we kind of drifted off but Eamon O'Keefe <laughs> I wonder is uh, we
1: talked a lot about um, about the brainstorming tapes So yeah, I did that's interesting so I'll definitely link to that in the show notes because it's um, it's it's something that is uh, quite fun to listen to I think mm.
0: as, he, he, as, as the credits are scrolling you see some significant names there Joe Johnson but Ralph Ralph McQuarrie a big name He did a lot of concept art for uh, Star Wars and stuff like that and animators yeah I know Judy and Sylvia Scott. No, I don't. Um Do you really? No, I, to joking. <laughs> I was gonna say. Yeah, I'm, probably, I'm pulling a Kevin on it. Um uh, Cloud Effects, Gary Platek. You did a great yeah, job, my friend. I Gary. But I think it's great. Do you ever you remember do you know in your own film with the credits in your own film? I don't know if it was the case with you, but for me I've never seen it to be honest. <laughs> but for me, on the credits of my own my first feature film. I knew pretty much everyone in the credits and it was lovely I was like going oh, I remember you know John I remember you know Mary, Mary In the that's comp- true actually yeah. not so much in the yeah. animated stuff I literally knew only about a handful of people in the credits the animated stuff because it's all so split over different countries in so many years um, but we got to in the animated stuff you get to meet each other in the kind of in the wrap up and all the kind of awards things and that's lovely Ronald Lacey is um
1: So Wolf Kahler that was Dietrich, that oh, was your um cool talent.
0: Yeah. I'm waiting out to see where is the major the guy um Knox and um what's his name? Oh we might have passed him already. Frank Marshall, the pilot. There we go, pilot, Frank
1: Marshall. Mm. I uh I loved his um Arachnophobia. He directed that one, then. yeah, that's a fun little it's film. A copies the beats of Jaws, you know, almost um,
0: beat for beat. But it's a it's a fun one. That mm, I enjoyed that film when he came out. John um, John Goodman was great in it. Photographed in France, Tunisia, Hawaii, and Elstree Studios in England. So you need to be, yeah. That's if they're doing this new movie you have to employ that philosophy of the James Bond films go to the locations and shoot as much for real
1: I wonder what they found in Hawaii oh it must have been the opening with the uh, the Peruvian is it Peru Peru, where they are in the opening scene opening scene
0: there There we go oh maybe yeah Good point. that's the end of the commentary yay that was an absolute joy it was I hope you um, listeners enjoyed listening along to this if you're listening or watching it with us um, either way I truly enjoyed that it's grateful brilliant
1: thanks for listening everyone and uh, hope you're well wherever you are
0: take care
2: and here is a clip from the lads latest mini bits bonus show the full episode plus 100 more are available on their patreon
1: the best place for Willem and Kevin. No, the best place for Kevin Willem. With the, films the, with the TV and the latest films. Something, something, something. something. Um, don't forget that you owe us three euro. <laughs> you can't know what? <laughs> oh my god. I I did a whole Irish theme. The best place for Kevin Willem. Talking TV and <laughs> Okay, right. I'm going to find the fucking thing. Because it's going to be the music to start the episode. I don't think I've heard this. You have. Well, maybe you haven't. Cause, I don't think I have you know, heard I do. I suspect that what you do is you just put the laugh and emoji thing and think I'll listen to that some other time. Fuck, that'll do. Because <laughs> it's bound to be funny in his eyes. So yeah. I'll just tell him what he wants to hear.
0: I actually only laugh the emoji when I've
1: actually listened to it. I should have taken the hint that nobody was responding to the Podbot one. Like nobody was giving me any reaction to it. And oh. I thought they hadn't listened to it yet, and then yeah. of course I was delighted with that, and people hated it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not. It was. It was. It wasn't easy on the ears in a, in the sense that it was just her monotone voice, so there was no up and down.
1: That's the thing. Yeah, I know. So, I, I, I tried my that. best. You're a bug, and
0: I'm a feature.
2: Pray to this mantis, or I'll eat you. And if you don't know my name, here's an update to teach you. I'm 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 and I'm the future, and AI. Public.
0: Yeah, that's exactly a good so. Don't forget, now you owe us 3 euro. I come off the stage with a, that. I've not I've I've not heard this. I swear to god.
1: I'm going to send it to you right now and you can get a genuine reaction.
0: I'll actually listen to it. So I am I have my WhatsApp open.
1: The duo. Don't forget now you owe us 3 Euro. <laughs> come off the <laughs> stage, yeah. that.
0: <laughs> that's genuinely my first time hearing that <laughs> I just could easily have just scrubbed it from my memory that's the other thing that could happen how do you operate I, I I I generally just go on impulses so if I need to toilet I just toilet and it does, I do, that doesn't necessarily mean oh, I need to squat, be in the proximity like a of, of <laughs> a toilet yeah that's what I'm saying you just go I just nappy it Kevin I just man I just adult nappy it <laughs>
1: Oh, we've got loads to talk about. Um, I've watched a load of things. So have I. But I think I should get one thing off my chest straight away because I think the discourse out there sometimes can feel really artificial to me and it can feel like people will films to be worse than they are in order to have something to point
0: at and ridicule and sort of create content about should I start the timer? Is this, have we just started Start this? the timer because I'm ready okay. to go. I saw Madam Web. Right. I honestly guys know nothing. All I all I know is I saw a poster. Oh very recently it went there's a Madam Web film and I'm what is it? So it's a Spider-verse adjacent Marvel movie.
1: Yeah, it's it's one of these Sony things where they did Venom and they do Craven the Hunter okay. and it's sort of an offshoot of the spider-man movies but i don't right. know what universe they're in because they're trying to blend them all together so is this the toby Maguire spider-verse to me it feels like it's in that space mm. anyway i thought i'm done with superhero movies i'm just over them i watched captain marvel not re- long ago and i thought it was just tedious you it's so like the marvels
0: not captain marvel is that marvels
1: well yeah. she's in it captain marvel captain yeah. marvel 2 it was just sort of like it was another one of those films that felt like Ant-Man in that everything was chemical and synthetic and fake and Mm -hmm. airless, and you know you just have sound stage after sound stage and I just feel profoundly depressed watching those films where I feel like yes there's nothing organic happening In these, from the lines of dialogue to the hairstyles to the costumes to the sets to the music to everything, just feels it's artificial,
0: wafer thin, just wafery, artificially no sustenance, no satisfaction. You no protein in it whatsoever. You feel like, yeah, wow. I just, I just put something down my throat, and I'm still hungry. It feels like eating plastic. Okay.
1: On the whole, it's just drifted so far away from what Iron Man was that I just don't care about them yet. I found the Flash really fun because it was—it felt like a Bill and Ted type movie at times. It was off the wall bonkers, and I don't really particularly give a shit about special effects, whether they're good or bad. You know, I can buy into it because of the ideas behind it or the concepts behind it. So I wasn't like revolted by the, the special effects of the Flash. I just thought, you know, it's mm. funny to see babies falling out of windows and being put into microwaves and things like that. So I went to the Madam Webb not really giving a fuck about the genre but I wanted to see it for the sake of having an opinion on it and the trailer was awful it had that terrible line reading in it from Dakota Johnson where she's she's shitting out exposition and I think people had the film's cards marked at that stage and uh, the film itself to me played like a Final Destination action thriller and I thought it was really pleasant it didn't bother me in the slightest I didn't have any of the issues that everybody else has it was Uh, A reluctant hero with no superpowers whatsoever other than having premonitions, trying to keep three teenage girls alive against somebody who's like the evil version of Spider-Man who wants to murder them. And they just played that out in a very cinematic way where it felt like a Sam Raimi type Spider-Man. It looked as good as that. It was all real locations. For me, it felt like a lovely throwback to the Sam Raimi Spider-Man films. And... I don't get why everybody loads the film. I thought it was just fun. Oh, wow.
0: Uh, All I've seen is the negative discourse. And you're the first voice. I believe, and I haven't listened to the episode because I haven't watched the film yet. I know the Cinemile had differing views. Oh, fuck.
1: Me and Kathy, we were so far the only people that I know who don't think the film is dire. But... Dave almost had a hernia on that episode. It was very (laughs) enjoyable listening to it. Oh, I
0: had to listen to it. I'm really curious. I'm really curious. He was disgusted because Catty was
1: pushing back and I thought it was very, very funny. And then when I saw it, I was like, do you know what? I am actually on the side of Catty here. This is actually grand. This is actually grand. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? It didn't feel like a superhero movie, so I liked it for that reason.
0: Oh, it's okay, I'm just going to look up some of the, the credits.
1: And I like Dakota um, Johnson's performance as well. She was playing this sort of curmudgeonly anti-social character and to put that type of person in the role of having to be a protector is actually really fun for me and it's a role that you don't see many female characters inhabiting. That's more like a Harrison Ford type role and um, I enjoyed it. So I don't get why everyone is shitting their britches over it. It's grand. We'll be